hello hi hey hello welcome to the harsh days podcast my name is tim my name's aaron aaron sweetheart how was your day today it was pretty good um just been you know vibing really just getting a bunch of stuff done before our big road define vibing is it just the same as chilling and like kicking it is it is there any different what's the what is it how do you vibe yeah, it's like the new it's like the new age chillin. It's just like what the kids say now. So there's no difference between chillin and vibin. And vi- not at all. Okay, cool. But yeah. vibin is just like the new term. Yeah, it's just the new term. Okay. Yeah, it's just a vibe. Chill. Yeah, it's pretty that's chill. A vibe. That's that's hella a vibe. Yeah. So, but yeah, my day's been my day's been chill and I'm just excited for a road trip. We leave on Saturday night flying to Vegas and then we're doing all the Southwest and yeah. that's why we're pre-recording these episodes. That's what uh, we're doing. So we are pre-recording these episodes right now to like, we're stacking sods, stacking episodes, baby. We're stacking episodes. We're making it to where we don't got to worry about it for a couple weeks. So these episodes are going to be releasing every Tuesday at 9am. Uh, I do apologize in advance for the sound quality for some episodes. Some sound better than others. Right now, we are currently recording these uh, remotely through Discord or through Zoom until we get more equipment to make our home setup better. So thank you guys all so much um, for bearing with the not like amazing sound quality. I know that we've just started. We're not famous, obviously. Probably never will be. Doesn't matter. Doing this for fun. But thank you so much. And probably within the next month, month and a half, everything will just sound uh, much, much better. So, yeah, let's hope. Yeah, no, it will. <laughs> we just we just got to put some more money into like getting some more home studio equipment, which would be cool just in general to have, because at some point I'd like to like play music again, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this episode. Our guest today is our friend Aaron. Um, I actually I only know Aaron through my girlfriend, Aaron. Uh, our co-host uh, so I've, I only met her like three months ago but you've known her for quite some time right babe yeah I've known Erin since I was 18 and she I met her because uh, her brother was my first boyfriend Wiley and nice. who is still a very very good friend of mine um, Wiley is a gem yeah he's a great person and I basically like lived with them for a period in high school too and I love the whole Roe family. Big fan. Like, literally, I fucking adore them. So uh, the Rose are wonderful people. And Aaron is a very talented, amazing tattoo artist. Uh, he is, absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, hit her up on her Instagram, Swamp Blossom. Get a sick tattoo from her. She just tattooed Tim recently. Yeah. So I got a tattoo of... Uh, uh, Agent Cooper from Twin Peaks. It's pretty tight. It looks exactly like him. In my opinion, I'm very stoked. It looks great. Has healed wonderfully. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Let's go ahead and get into uh, episode 5 of the Harsh Days. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, The Harsh Days Podcast. My name is Tim. I'm Aaron. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Who do we have on our show today, Aaron? We have the other Aaron. Oh. The wonderful, <laughs> mysterious, tattoo Aaron, Swamp oh. Blossom. Uh, Aaron, do you want to say hi? Hi, I'm Aaron. Aaron with a Y. Yeah, a Y. Aaron with a Y. Actually, I was at H&M today talking to the girl that was like checking me out and her name, she spelled her name with a Y. Hey. She and stole I was like, it. Yeah. I meet, I meet one like at least like once a year. It always seemed not that common to me, but and then I killed them. <laughs> just, just line them up. And I wish there was a different way I could spell my name, but there's not like T T Y M T M. You know, I don't know if it would. It's just Tim. You can't do it. You could have two M's at the end, like on your Discord name, you have two M's. That's true. I could, Tim, but I don't know. Yeah, but Aaron, with a Y, how was your day? My day, my day was pretty good. I, um, I tattooed Wiley, which for our listeners, that's my brother. Nice. Um, he got a Wallace and Gromit tattoo, and we both are obsessed with 
those movies. Um, and then I did another tattoo on just a regular client. And then uh, I had Chick-fil-A for the first time in like two years. Oh, shit. Oh, that sounds so good. Pretty good day. That's a good day. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds very good. Um, what the fuck? I was gonna say. I was gonna ask you a. I was gonna ask you a question, but I totally forgot. Wait, oh. you, how was your guys' days? It was pretty good. I had a great day. Yeah, we. Um, I fucking. I went to Orange Theory. It worked out. Eight, um, I, yeah, I still have stitches in my finger, which is annoying. But oh, you yeah, know, I forgot about that. You cut the whole yeah, it's uh it's been it's been a bloody battle, but I'm gonna take them out myself, I think, on Friday. Um video it. Yeah, Wait, I will. Real quick, do you guys want to hear something sad and then yes. okay. So the guy <laughs> who did the original voice of Charlie Brown killed himself today. Oh no. That's yeah. sad. That's a fucking bummer. Yeah, I know you love Charlie Brown, don't you, Aaron? Yeah. I yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry wow. to be the bearer of bad news. Well, how old must he be? I don't know, like 27. What? 27? No. <laughs> you know, he started voicing Charlie Brown when he was nine years old. That's really sweet. And that's really sad that he killed himself. And don't do it, man. It's don't do hear it. something. I never really liked Charlie. Really? Like cut out a little bit. Like, I didn't like when Charlie kid i don't know why i didn't like Charlie Brown, but i did i never really got into the peanuts either i have i i think it's something you have to like you have to have your parents show you because it's like our parents generation kind of thing and that's the only reason i liked it is because like we would watch the specials yeah so nostalgic for you yeah but to segue into uh, de- something depressing, but uh, Aaron, what's been your harshest day ever? Oh, man. I've been, um, like everyone else that's listening to this podcast, I've been thinking about that the last week or so, just trying to pinpoint which day. I know it, w- it was between, like, three days. And... Um, I finally I picked one, <laughs> um, but I I guess I should give like a little background on how it started because otherwise I feel like it's not gonna make as much sense. Okay. So um, I got married when I was twenty one to my you know what I would consider my best friend, really really close, and we were together for. Probably uh, almost four years, and mm-hmm. uh, we moved out here together, and we lived out here for almost two years, and like a year into being out here, I was just so unhappy, and it wasn't like, it wasn't anything that he was doing specifically, like it was, it was a lot of things going on. Right. Just, my life mentally like and uh, yeah i was just really unhappy and basically we got to a point where i wanted to open our relationship up and when we had gotten into a relationship we'd been in a relationship and i had been in an open relationship before that um very young and didn't know what the hell i was doing but yeah it's what i knew um and uh, basically, that did not go well. <laughs> um, it, it made me realize, like, I was really, really unhappy. And I just, I don't know. That was, like, my solution at the time. I was like, all right, well, let's figure out, like, what we do need to do and what we want to change. But, like, in my mind, it was never, like... I like I always saw myself with him. Like I thought we would get past whatever was going on, even though it could go on for a while and it could be really hard. I thought we would get past it. But basically what happened was I went to and go back home to Florida because I was like away from my friends and family for the first time ever in my right. life. 
And that was, that just seemed like the solution for me for all my like mental issues, everything that was going on. I was like, I should just go home and like recalibrate myself and like just figure out what the hell is going on. Cause I was just going to like make our relationship even worse in, yeah. in my head. That just seemed like what I needed to do. It, it was like the first time I saw myself and I was like, this other person is not going to fix these problems. And I didn't do drag them into it um in my naivety is that how you say that word Uh i have no idea not naivety you know know the word i know naiveness naiveness no well that word you know what i'm saying yeah Yeah. (laughs) inexperienced ignorant any of those things but i i just i thought that was the best thing that i could possibly do so i left him in here and i went back home and lived with my parents so you and, left portland and went back to yeah florida. i went back to florida cool and i we were talking for like so basically i left in like a, in january so winter time so like i couldn't drive with all of my stuff because winter is not great to drive and so i was gonna come back two months later in march and like pick up my stuff and memo mm-hmm. um, so for the two months that I was in Florida, like we talked regularly, like it wasn't like we broke up, but that was also me being naive, like expecting that person to like stay, but but also that's just what I thought. I thought we'd be able to do that because yeah. if you're gonna be together with somebody forever, whatever that means, like I don't know, I don't think it's gonna be like A line straight. Like some shit happens sometimes, but anyways, I went back home for two months. We were like talking, and then when I came in March, I flew over and thinking that because he was talking to me, it seemed like everything was like as okay as it could be. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was really excited because when I was even gone for those two months, I was kind of like, fuck, like kind of trying to plan, like, all right, by the end of this year, I'm gonna figure out get back out there how to um like get back on like do my job like get open up a business out there and like really trying to figure out what i wanted to do to get back out there and be back with him um and then when i got out there i flew in someday in march and this was the worst day that we got to i uh i think wiley picked me up from the airport which was already kind of like little bit of a red flag because i was like okay Riley's picking me up maybe he's busy or whatever yeah um, yeah and then we got to the apartment we were living in vancouver at the time and we got home got there and then so excited to see Mimo. that was that was amazing Mimo definitely holds that grudge against me for leaving her for two months but yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, you know, I go in and I, I didn't see him anywhere. He wasn't anywhere. So I was like, okay, weird. Right. Uh, you see. And then, uh, Wiley's not really saying much because I don't think Wiley really like knew what to say with what was happening. I- and then I went into our room in our room was just like like he basically took like all of the nice stuff that we had like the Berkey and our bed and like Jesus like all of the the nice stuff and to be fair like I took some of our savings money to move to Florida so whatever you know yeah <laughs> works out but it did definitely like just take everything with it like no communication whatsoever um and basically disappeared and then left like on the ground he left like every at least everything that he kept all of the notes the drawings everything that i made for him over the years just scattered on the floor oh weird Um, and then like left our wedding rings like I i think they were like hung up on the wall they were like hanging on something and i was just like going through this whole room that was like empty but also like full of just 
everything. <laughs> like empty but full of like memories in, yeah, a, in memories a way. Yeah. That were just like yeah, they're just like thrown to the side. And I guess what I interpreted uh-huh. that as was like, well, you threw me to the side, so I'm throwing my entire memory of you to the side. Um, yeah. But it, that's uh-huh. what it felt like. But then I was like, okay, um, what's going on i started freaking out and then i i tried calling him and he did answer that day and i was just like frantic like freaking out and then i was like texting him i like i feel like my emotions were so flooded like i don't even remember what we what i said on the phone or what he said on the phone that day um i like i just i can't remember but i know like I like looking back on like how I felt if Wiley wasn't there and like I didn't have a dog like I I I feel like I would have I would have killed myself like Uh, I've never felt like that much that much like pain Uh, Uh, and also just like like, confusion and like and like not just like him but like just everything like myself and it was just like it was everything. Yeah. Um, did he? Did you ever get in? Did, did he? Were you able to reach out to him after you came home and saw things like that? Like besides that day, if you want to do like a little 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 uh, extra day, I can. <laughs> oh yeah, please throw yeah, it on yeah. in because I I'm no, intrigued now because I want to know what happened. I know it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like what happened? Okay. What happened? Yeah. Um, after that day, he didn't talk to me. He wouldn't answer anything for like two months. Oh, um, so weird. So can yeah. I hold on real quick? Let me just stop for a second and just get a quick timeline. So you were you were married to this guy, you weren't happy, you were here in Portland, Portland, Oregon, you weren't happy, and you were like, fuck it. I think the best thing for me right now is to go home to Florida, get my mind right. So while you were home in Florida, you guys were chatting and you decided it was time to come back to Portland. He was all for it and seemed normal about it. So no, not really. No, not that it matters, but I was going back to, um, you got the first part of that. All that was all. Yes. So I was going back to Portland to pick up my stuff and Nemo because Oh, okay, my bad. Because I actually I actually like when I got to Florida, I immediately opened up a solo studio, a tattoo studio. Hell yeah. And and I got a lease because I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm gonna just try to do it here because I I, if I was like, I'm not gonna be here for a while, I don't want to work at a shop. Right. I just want to have a lease and do the bare minimum, basically, but do what I want. Yeah. So, yeah. I, did, so I was like, I, I'm going to get my stuff. And then after this lease and this year, I'll figure out what I'm going to do and how to get back out here. Like, I remember like writing like plans in my journal and like he, yeah, he, he seemed, he was definitely like, I like, I can't even imagine how he felt and like what he would, what, what, like, what do you say and what do you do in that situation? But yeah, it was never like, all right, well, I'm actually not going to be here when you get back. I'm breaking yeah. up with you. Um, I'm leaving all your stuff. He just just left it there and didn't say anything to me and just didn't communicate any of that and then didn't talk to me for two months. And then the way that he got a hold of or finally answered me is this person followed me on my personal Instagram account and um, like friend requested me because I had a, I had a private account, and I went on their not private account, and there's pictures of Alex. So I was like, so I like messaged them back, and I was like, I I don't really care if you have like a romantic relationship with Alex, but like I don't know why you need to add me on social media. There's obviously no positive reason for this. So, uh, yeah. Kind of- Kindly fuck off. Yeah. Was it um, someone he was seeing? I think so. Um, apparently, according to Wiley, like she had come over in those two months that I was gone. And, and I mean, we were in an open relationship. It wasn't like I left. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't fuck anybody. But right. I. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But still, um, like, why would this person <laughs> like find your personal Instagram and like send yeah, you a friend request? Yeah, very weird. Actually, um, they were living together. Um, oh. So it wasn't even just like just a random person. Like they were they were living together, and I don't know the extent of their relationship or whatever. I don't really care. But I was definitely like, when I found that out, I was just like, wait what like when did this happen right like why you weren't talking to me and yeah and then it was like the next seven months were just hard like sometimes he would answer sometimes he wouldn't and there's like important stuff like health like just like insurance things like shit that needed to be done like yeah he Mm -hmm. just couldn't communicate with me and like he just like shut off our account, like took me off of our joint bank account. Just like random shit that I'm like, all right. I guess like me as a person, I'm more detached. So like if I was like in a financial bond like agreement with somebody, but we had like an emotional fight, I'd still be like, Hey, I'm going to uh I'm taking you off of this thing. Yeah, or- like communicate. Uh, it's still important to communicate because fucking life is hard enough. Yeah, for real. And then for someone to just kind of do shit like that without any inkling of communication is really it, fucked up. It feels very um, just it just feels very like stabby in the back kind of thing where it yeah. just feels like you're doing it to be malicious. Yeah, it's like passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Very passive aggressive. And that that was a big part of why... I was unhappy with our relationship was like to be fair I'm fucking I'm really annoying I'm really like I don't know there's a lot of things wrong with me in a relationship but like it I can't I can't be with somebody who's passive aggressive because I need you to communicate how you feel otherwise I feel like I will like I'm just a very like I don't know like I guess if it's like the decision needs to be made, like I'm going to make a decision if you don't. Yeah. Like, then that's just how I am. That's super valid. I mean, like, communication is very important in relationships. Passive aggressiveness shouldn't, you know, it, it, not even just in relationships, passive aggressiveness is toxic in general. I've had toxic. Or I'm sorry, I've had passive-aggressive girlfriends in the past. I've had passive-aggressive fucking roommates, shit like that, and just passive-aggressiveness in general. You know, I'll admit, I have I have been passive-aggressive in the past, for sure. I'm sure a oh lot of people God. have, but it's like something that you can grow and and learn and try not to be, and it's just, it's just really fucked up. Yeah, I think it's like being, I don't know, just being honest with yourself <laughs> will lead to being honest to the people around you about exactly. how you feel and like boundaries like boundaries yeah. are very important I yeah. do you have contact with this person still no I, I like we were talking like and off like in the year year to come after that and like this past year it was it would go like up and down. It would it would ebb and flow. Like sometimes we would have good conversations. Sometimes they were the worst and just so angry and mean. It and I will say after the fact, I can confidently say that I don't think I was being like he would always come at me angry and mean. And then of course me being a very combative person, I will be mean back, but like um yeah. the same way. Initiating I I was I really I, I thought so he ended up moving back to Florida in like May of twenty twenty. And I was like, okay, we, we were on like talking terms. And I thought there was like this little glimmer of hope. I was like maybe maybe we can get to a point where we're even like friends me i'm just a super hopeful person i don't know i'm just a hopeful person and also like i said i i can be very detached so like i'm 
really good friends with one of my other exes who we all know who shall remain unnamed. Shout out to you. Um, <laughs> I'm friends again, but your mic I, hella cut out. Oh no. I it's don't okay. know. I think it's, out, but... uh, you did a shout out. I don't know what you oh, said. I didn't say no. I didn't say his name. I like. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's the homie, though. He's the homie. He's the homie. <laughs> Do I yeah. know him? Yeah, uh, you pseudo yeah. know him through social media. Okay. Cool. Yes. Um. Yeah. We we're, we're friends. That was so nice. because we weren't for a little while, but now we are. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm just very much like I don't know if I to me. And this is another reason I, I feel like I kind of lean more towards a polyamorous like headspace is because like if I love someone that deeply, like I I don't think like once you stop living with them or having sex with them, like suddenly it's like, oh, all of these all of this love I have for you has dissipated and disappeared, like I don't know. I think it's still there, and I, I think it just develops into something else, and it has new boundaries and new borders, I guess. Like, it just, it becomes a different type of relationship to me. And, like, I don't know if I, I just, I feel, when I care about somebody that much, I can't just, like, like, shoot them out of my brain and go, like, oh, you're completely out of sight, out of mind. Like, I, right. I don't know. Yeah. I can't do that. Whereas if, yeah, if somebody has, like, stated the boundaries, like, don't ever talk to me again, we're like, okay, cool. That's fine. Right. That's the right. boundary. And you know what? That I've actually never heard polyamory be described that way. And that actually makes a lot of sense to me. You know, I, 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 I've never been in an open relationship. Um, but that makes a lot of sense. Like, saying, okay, hey... And this isn't me trying to tell you, Aaron, girlfriend, that I want to be in an open relationship. I'm just, you know, just what over I, the podcast. Yeah, no, what, I, what I'm saying is that it makes sense because a lot of people, I feel like there's a type of stigma that if you were to go to your partner and be like, hey, I want to open this relationship up. They, the other person, if they weren't into it, they would probably think, oh, well, you don't love me anymore. But it's like, just because I said that or just because I go fuck someone else. It doesn't mean, and if I genuinely love this person and everything I have said is is true, that those feelings go away. Now, if you're lying and you're like, you have uh, like ulterior motives and want to stay with someone because maybe they like own your house or I don't know, some shit like that, but you say, I want to open things up so it's not technically cheating, then that's fucked up. But like, if you genuinely care about someone and you, you want to open things up just because you do that doesn't you're right. It doesn't mean that those feelings just magically disappear. That makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's I've so never thought many, about it. There's so many ways that like just all that like um, fruits or like how it um, is like there's just so many different types of relationships. That's just like definitely just my I, I don't know. I there's probably some like some baggage with why I gear towards that, but also like I genuinely feel like I can have space for like multiple people to love multiple people because I don't know, we have multiple friends that we deeply care about. And that's another thing with polyamory is like there's like asexual polyamorous group. There's like it there's everything. Like definitely. It's so mm-hmm. much. So, like, I, I don't know. I, I think that love is very fluid and all over the place and can be crazy and amazing and terrible all at the same time. But anyway. Well, I agree. I mean, Bob Marley wrote that song, Love is All You Need, you know? So, <laughs> was that Bob Marley? No, was it was Marley? the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Are you serious? That doesn't yeah. sound like a Bob Marley. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, what are. Yeah, no, it's a corn song, but no, it it makes total sense. And like that, that I've never heard anyone really describe it that way, but I also haven't really had that many conversations about it. Um, but that was a really good way of explaining it, and that it makes a lot of fucking sense to me, you know. When you do break it, when you do break it down that way, where it's like 
yeah, your love doesn't, your love evolves into different things. And I don't know, it's, I guess it does kind of make your gears start like moving in your head where you're like, yeah, that like, I think it has a negative connotation on it. Like sometimes uh, polyamory, but I think that, yeah, it's meant for certain people. And if you can navigate it and have a healthy relationship, then fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But with, okay. So do, what do you, like, if you don't mind me asking, are you like divorced from this person? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Did you have a divorce party? A while. I definitely had like a, I think we like, we all hung out with our friends, like probably that week. And like, we're like, Hey, I got divorced. And we're all like, Hey, because I, I took a long time to get divorced. Not really for any particular reason. Well, I mean, maybe like subconsciously. Yeah. It, it was like one. It it does cost money. Um, and Isn't also, that fucked? Yeah, it is. The it's real fucked that it's harder to get divorced than it is to get married. It should it's, be way harder to get married. Yeah, I agree. Um, but you know, we don't we don't have kids. We don't have assets. So like, we just did like a simplified dissolution of marriage. So like, it was pretty easy although you know it was hilarious and by hilarious i mean kind of sad and depressing what Uh, the the divorce was over zoom and it was in a it was in a zoom call with uh, like eight other people eight other couples that were getting divorced (laughs) because of covid because of covid (laughs) so like each person one by one each group went up to the they turned the two people's mics on and they went through the whole divorce hearing and were like are is the relationship it can't go back to normal and they're like no and then everybody answers no 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 or yes 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 and then they say all right you're divorced and then those people disappear and so weird and i kid you not we were the last ones so it was like you know when you're on zoom and the faces get bigger and bigger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. That is such, That is like a like a picture, a perfect picture of like society now. Like, yep. Zoom, Zoom divorce. I fucking. <laughs> That's so funny. But you know, for a second, when you, I want to talk about this for a second, when you. It's weird that when you go through a divorce, you have to tell a judge that the relationship can't go back to normal. It's like, who the yeah. fuck are you? Like, who are, are you? Do, are they going to be like, ah, oh, you? the way you said no wasn't very believable. Yeah, like, <laughs> what? Or it's like, do I have to describe to the judge how it was prior? Like, prior to this judge, we would we were happy and we'd fuck 40 times a week, but now <laughs> we fuck once a month. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. what? It's so stupid. Yo, listen. I don't go into details, luckily. It's yeah. so fucking strange. I just listened to a podcast uh, yesterday uh, about child marriages in America. So oh. if you think it's weird that you have to declare a, to a judge that it can't go back to normal, there are still nine states in America where a child can get married at any age. And no. yeah, That's and disgusting. there are states that the judge won't like look at the girl or well, let's be real, it's usually little girls that are being married off. Yeah. Um that they will basically they won't pull like privately interview them and be like, Hey, do you actually want this? Yeah. They'll just be like, Oh, this little girl wants to get married. Oh, we're not going to ask her. Okay, cool. She says yes, because she's been forced to by her parents. And she's scared. Yeah. Nine. There's still nine States. That's people leave kids alone. Stop, stop touching kids. Stop marrying kids. Leave the kids alone. Like it's so weird. Don't marry kids. That is weird. Harsh Days podcast does not condone child marriages. No. Yeah, because it's always a little girl getting married to like a fucking 30 year old man. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to sidebar. I just. That's crazy. This podcast has a lot of side tangents. Speaking of side tangents, side tangents, but also I never answered a question. Which one? Oh, you asked me earlier if I, um, if we still talk, this person. Oh, yeah. Um, so I went on. So 
yeah, he had moved back to Florida and um, we were talking. I saw him like two times and it's actually like one of those times he, he was not doing good. He was like went to the hospital and I was like, dang, he moved back to Florida and this happened, which that was another problem with our relationship was when I was leaving, when all of these decisions were being made and I was figuring out like, should I do this? Should I go back to Florida? Right. He never, never once asked me to stay. He huh. never asked mm-hmm. me to stay, and I, and also wouldn't go with me. And which he never wanted to go back to Florida. He was very irrationally like he thought that if he went back to Florida, he would die. And then he went back to Florida after I was there, and then he went to the hospital. I was like, dang, that's that's shitty. But yeah. Um, but then, uh, yeah, we would talk on and off, and then it just like this last year i feel like all of the conversations were just very negative and him asking me some existential question like where did we what did i do or what did i do wrong or when did you stop wanting to talk to me or I, I don't know how he worded it but and i would send him screenshots of when he would text me and he would say like please stop talking to me don't text me yeah, and i wouldn't and i wouldn't text him because i'd be like all right i won't check that's fine yeah boundary and then, and then i wouldn't text but then he would text me and just and then sometimes i would reply and sometimes i wouldn't and then it would be this cycle of like him trying to put a boundary down but then opening his own boundary and then texting me again and then and then i finally it got to a point where he brought up some shit that i was just like i cannot handle this he basically yeah said the last conversation we had was hey you remember those cold sores you used to get i used to get cold sores from like middle school to high school so like one not from sex because i didn't have sex until i was 17 but anyways he basically texted me and was like well i went and got a full panel and found out something very interesting about myself and basically (laughs) was like texting me to be like you gave me some sort of disease. However, th- three years, two years, three years later, I, I got a panel and you gave me something. And I was just like, I, I, I can't even deal. And I said, <laughs> I wish I could show you guys the whole, well, I can show you another time though. <laughs> but it was literally like, well, maybe you should have married such a whore. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a weird thing for that for that person to say. It's like it was so much later too, which I'm also like, okay, like if I gave you an STD or something, which I don't have any STDs. I I also text him like I had a full panel and I don't have anything. So yeah. I don't know. But it, even if I did, like, and I it was three years ago, and also like okay, what do you want me to do about that? Because he would do this thing where he would just reach out to me to be mean. Mm. That's so weird. It's like, it has, you're, you're, I imagine you just like chilling, getting off work, maybe watching TV or something, and you just randomly get this fucking text message yeah. or however it was. It's like, <laughs> that's so weird. Like if Aaron and I ever broke up, like, I don't know if I texted her like five years later, like, Remember that time I took that crazy shit? I don't know, just something like it. Just it's so. Why do people do that? I don't know. Because like, people need someone to blame when they can't look at themselves in the mirror. And the thing is, is that first of all, sidebar: eighty-five percent of the world has like the HP, or like it's either HV one or or HV two. I forget the or HPV. No, I don't know. Doesn't matter. What most people? Well, most people have herpes, and you, it yeah, can. Yeah. Simplex one or simplex two. Yeah, like it can lay dormant in your body literally your entire life and never come out. Or like I on the first episode, I was talking about how I had that crazy shit happen. It literally triggered my first cold sore that I could have had that laying dormant in my body forever undetected. So he could have literally also could have probably got it from someone else. Or he, you know, it's just it's very easy to get. More than likely, most of us have herpes. I definitely do. I have, I get cold sores. So, but, but there's he, different types of herpes, right? Like, well, there's genital, and then there's there's uh, simplex one or simplex two, like what Aaron was saying. Okay. And it's you can get the you can get the other one on your mouth though. 
Yeah. You can get both of them on your mouth, but you can get the like the cold sores that you just can get when you're like a ten year old and they just right. pop up. Um and that will stay with you forever. And like Aaron was saying, it can come up from stress, from eating certain foods. Sometimes I would get them if I like popped a pimple on my mouth. Yeah. It oh. would be a cold sore. Yeah, they're really common. Like, and also the thing is, is that either simplex one or two, and if you get it on your genitals or your mouth, it's not a big deal. It's literally just like a sore and it goes away and people make it into. Yeah. Yeah, it's just stigmatized into this terrible thing. So I'm a big advocate for like, who gives a shit if you have herpes or not? Just like, don't fuck someone if you have an open sore. Yeah, but it's just it sounds to me, though, like when people lash out at you years and years later, it just has it's unresolved trauma on but not anything that you caused. It's just something they haven't worked through, you know, Aaron? Yeah, so I, I, at that point, I finally, I blocked him off my phone. I was like, this is going nowhere. I cannot, because I do not have the self-control to not reply to people when they're being angry with me. Like, yeah. I, I'm just not, I'm not the bigger person. <laughs> I, I will lash back. So, like, yeah, I finally blocked him because it's nothing positive is going to come out of that. Exactly. So that might just be the best, you know, course of action. I, I well, think about him, like, regularly, and I, you know, I wonder how he's doing, but, like, I know that, yeah. Another thing is he was really good friends with my aunt. Oh. So, like, for a while, I'd be able to, like, hear how he was doing through my aunt. Yeah. Um, but now I don't even know if they talk. So I, yeah, I hope, I hope he's doing okay. I assume he's still in Florida, but who knows? Who knows? You, Maybe yeah. he'll listen to this podcast. Who knows? If you're listening, <laughs> hope you're well. Yes. I don't know. I don't know so, what to say. Aaron, what do you think from, like, going through this and having all this shit happen what do you feel like is the biggest lesson you can like take away if any uh like or in like looking back at it oh man um i think uh, well one it's definitely made me way more like independent in my relationships, which is a blessing and a curse, um, because of oh. how detached I am sometimes. Yeah, but it's made me like feel like, like I don't want to depend on someone like that again because, like, it's just it, it's so much codependency. It's like an unhealthy amount of codependency. I was having a conversation about this the other day, and like how my memories of those four years, like, are not my own. Like completely, like he's in, he was everywhere. Like to a point where, like whenever I would dream, he was in the dream. Like no matter what, because we were always together. We were just inseparable. And I think it's maybe taught me that, like it to. I think it's good to depend on people. We depend on our friends, and there's (laughs) an amount, an amount of like. you know, what's the word? Like, give and take, you know, that you right. can rely on right. for the people you love. However, I don't want it to go past the point where, like, if that were to happen again, I would be, I would want to kill myself. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want that to ever happen again. And also, important for me to communicate with my partners what I want and also for them to communicate what they want and for it to be like a continuous like like encouraging each other to co- like communicate not mm-hmm. just like i always said this one time we gotta tell each other where we want like no like check up on each other regularly like, we want and that's just that's gonna be something that'll improve but definitely uh it definitely made it like drilled into my brain that like yeah I need to i need to be clear clear as i can that's a good fucking lesson to learn, you know? Yeah. Sometimes those lessons too, it's like, it really like you have to go through terrible 
like shit to like to learn it. Yeah. Yeah. To learn it. And yeah, that's it's it's, don't you feel like it's it really is like easy to become codependent a lot. And I think that they're they're you know, like definitely I sometimes will like there is a fine line to walk where you lean into your partner a ton or like it does get codependent. But I also don't think codependency is always bad. No, but but it just depends for sure. I think there's also like there's so much you know unlearning within yourself and like a lot of like like relationships and how we knew relationships like what are what are ideas like just think about like growing up what your standard of like this is what a relationship should look like and Mm -hmm. this is oh yeah this is especially a lot of like um heteronormative relationships are very like one way like submissive dominant partnerships and 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 when when you didn't when i didn't fit into these molds and like these things it's like is that me being shitty or am i just like so it's like i feel like you constantly have to just re-examine yourself with people and like it it's never going to be the same with any one person but definitely just uh keep yeah. talking to people. <laughs> oh yeah and there's a lot of like confines that like relationships are put into it's like oh if you're if you're feeling this way then that must mean x y and z or if you're feeling this then that means this it's like no you know i'm a normal person and you can't you know you can't put we those... all don't don't fit in the same mold. exactly yeah yes so. and that's okay Truly. Yeah. Damn. That's Fucking, life. That's and that's life, baby. That, that's, that's life, baby. And then that is on pee pee poo poo. That's. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing yeah. that with us. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Thanks, no, it's Aaron. Thank you, Tim. Of course. Thank you so much. Do you have anything else you want to say before we before we let you go, or any any other um... anything else at all? Actually, you know what? I have one more baby lesson that I learned. Yeah, that, sure. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm currently in learning and you know, obviously everything continuous, but um I think another thing I definitely like grabbed from that relationship and my relationship now is like I feel like growing up I wasn't we were a very affectionate family. And like I feel like affection has always been very connected to sex like and i feel like currently i'm kind of unlearning that there's like multiple types of affection Uh, and i'm talking about like physical affection like like hugging your friends hugging people kissing them on the cheeks like all of these things that i a lot of them are associated with sex and i feel like a lot of my relationships like either there was like conflict with that, like, like where affection meant sex, and I definitely am like currently trying to learn like that you can just like be close with somebody, and it doesn't automatically need to equal that. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah, and that's been that's a very hard and very complex thing to figure out. Yeah, affection can be, you know. Holding hands, feeling safe and secure with someone, uh, cuddling them, you know, um, things like that. It doesn't have to, you're right, it doesn't always have to equal sex. So, yeah. And if I, and I think this happens in some relationships, but a lot of relationships is like, at least when there's like a dominant person, like, and if you both associate affection with sex, like, say you're like cuddling. One, I would like be like less inclined to cuddle if I didn't want to have sex. I'd be like, no, I don't want to cuddle because that means we're gonna do that or we have to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I would like it to be the opposite because I feel like a lot of people we would be a lot happier if yeah there was just like no you can just you can just be with each other physically and it's and it's chill it's good and it doesn't always have to mean the other thing. So, yeah, that's that's definitely 
I, if I had known that in my prior relationships, I feel like they would have been a lot happier. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that'll be a new thing. Clear boundaries. You know, Hell yeah. This is something that you want and something that you need. Boundaries so, are important. So yeah, boundaries. Boundaries. <laughs> we support boundaries. Big, big fans and we of boundaries don't support here. Marrying kids. <laughs> No, no kids. Don't marry the kids. No child marriages. Please stop. Please stop that. <laughs> Please stop. It's not right. cool. I don't care what your culture is. It's not yeah, cool. Don't 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 touch kids it's, or marry it's them. Not a, yeah, it's not a vibe. But leave them alone. <laughs> leave them alone. Let them play hopscotch. Yeah. But yeah, again, thank you so much. We yeah, we thanks, really appreciate Aaron. having you on here. And uh yeah, check out uh this was episode five, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for being here again. Thank and, you. I'm uh, so excited for you guys. Yeah. Thank you. It's thanks. been a lot of fun. So, um, yeah. Thanks again for everyone listening. Um, if you have any comments on today's episode or want to be on the episode or anything, questions, comments, concerns, just let us know. Um, and yeah, thank you, Aaron, so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs>well that was uh episode five of the harsh days podcast we just want to give a shout out to aaron thank you so much for for coming on here and fucking telling that story that that you know i've i've been in similar situations before with breakups and things like that however obviously yours was different but you know really good story and i'm and we just want to thank you for coming on here yeah, it's uh, it was greatly appreciated. And it's I think it's hard to talk about, especially when marriage is even though like, you know, it's a relationship, but marriage is involved. It kind of does put an extra level of like, you know, heartbreak yeah. on it and oh, getting it's, through it's, that. The relationship has escalated. You know what I mean? So, yeah, of course, you know, anything like that is it's devastating. It's it's odd and, you know, confusing. So. Yeah, thank you so much, Aaron, for for coming on here and, and sharing that with us. Um, and thank you to all our listeners. Again, we really appreciate you. If you want to be on the show, hit us up. Um, if you know anyone who might be interested in being on the show or just that might be interested in listening, let them know as well. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.